Huzzah, Rangers! This is Phil Harris here at the Jacks Rangers Show. A very, very special evening tonight. This is our way too early predictions that we bring out every single preseason. Had to wait for the schedule to drop, obviously. A lot of anticipation for this one, but we are finally able to do this episode. And what's unique about this, if you're going to be watching the video instead of listening to the audio, we're going three hours tonight. It's it's uh, It's a marathon. We're going all night long here, baby, until we get all of this done. So super excited to be joined with, uh, th- well, four, including myself, out of the five official Outriders waiting on Dan from Merrimack to join us. He's always a little bit late, that guy, but, you know, we love him as always. We've got uh, Dave McVeigh here. Dave, how the hell are you? I'm doing fantastic, Phil. How are you? Excellent. Appreciate you being on here, Diamond Dave. We also got the king of the comments himself, Bozo6, is here with us. Bozo, how are you? I'm feeling spicy, but I'll keep it short tonight. Let's go. <laughs> I love a little bit of spice, my friend. And we got a player playing hurt on the field this evening. David Lawrence from the Scrum of the Earth podcast. David, how the hell are you? I'm sick as heck, which sucks, but I'm not going to complain anyway because I'm having a great holiday season. I hope you all did too. I hope your families are doing great and everybody's healthy and happy and getting fatter by the minute. Hell yeah. Appreciate you joining us. And I was hurt during the uh, Martin Segrin interview, and I think it was maybe the one of the best ones that we ever had. I, I felt, it was, uh, felt like hell the day prior to and the day of. And speaking of I Dan from the Merrimack, there he is. Hey. Danny boy. How are you, What's pal? Good. How are you guys doing tonight? Not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, I guess we're going to have to go with this format because I think maybe this is the first time we've ever had every single one of us on the show at the same time. So the format's a little bit weird if you're watching visually. But everybody, uh, appreciate you joining in. If you're in the comments or you're watching at home live with us, make sure you're in the comments, you know, posting questions and uh, just making general comments about what we're talking about. We would appreciate that very much. Uh, of course, the sponsor for this evening, as always, the sponsor of this show is Inkify. They do this really, really cool collaboration with um, Castle Island Brewing. Now, Inkify, of course, is uh, the go-to in this area for T-shirts, embroidery, and patches. I was just down there over the weekend, this past weekend, with Carlos. Got the whole tour of the place. It was fantastic guys what an absolutely amazing amazing establishment so if you need t-shirts or anything like that make sure you check out carlos down there at Incafi in walpole on the way to gillette stadium you'll get 15 percent off if you happen to mention that tjrs sent you now let's get right into it boys there's a lot of people been waiting a long time for this one and you know just with the, the schedule not coming out uh, being delayed and stuff like that. I was really itching to get into this whole thing. So I wanted to mention real quick, because we haven't really talked about it, with the whole modification of, you know, the the conferences no longer exist, the divisions no longer exist. But really, what really irks me is the eight out of um, 11 teams in the playoffs. So I just wanted to really jump on my pedestal here for a moment, my soapbox, and say how many teams – this is a little quiz for everybody. How many teams were in MLR last season? You can put it in the the comments or just anybody shout it out. How many teams? Do you guys remember? Uh, Twelve. Twelve, right? Twelve. Okay, correct. Lost and gained one. How many teams are in MLR this season? Eleven. Eleven. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My question is, I know the answer to this, but how in the hell are we increasing the amount of teams in the playoffs, but we're losing teams? 
that first round of the playoffs is going to be really rough, boys. I mean, it's just, you know, the facts of life. And, of course, it's all in the name of revenue, increased revenue, ticket sales, all that sort of stuff, which I understand is needed, obviously. But if you're sacrificing the legitimacy of the league, it lessens the importance of the regular season. It's really Mickey Mouse by a move by the league, and I'm and it really just pisses me off. So I just wanted to start with that. I'm starting with uh, getting the, the bats out right now to beat some people up in MLR. But, I mean, that's just the way I feel about it. I don't know how you guys feel. It's just kind of – it's just one of those things I'm just like, ugh, what a bummer. Yeah, I like the conferences. I, I, the Eastern Conference Final at, the, at, at uh, Fort Quincy two years in a row, that was awesome. And now that's not a thing. So mm-hmm. – but I'm not going to say anything bad about MLR because everybody knows how nervous I was when two teams folded. So, yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think I think conferences build narrative and lower travel budget and do a lot of helpful things for leagues. And I think that they would rather keep them than not. But especially given how many times they had to restructure this offseason, the schedule, um, I think it ended up being probably the simplest way to get a schedule together. Mm-hmm. Um, and eight teams moving into the playoffs. I mean, eight out of 11, that's a lot. It was weird preparing for tonight because you're like picking the order, you know, the final 11 order that we'll talk about later. And it's like so weird to pick that thinking like only three of these teams are going to miss out on the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. Um, it probably means some pretty lopsided games that first round of the playoffs. Yeah. Ultimately, it's probably an advantage to the highest seeder, the higher seeded teams, mm-hmm. um, which should advantage the Free Jacks. So, yep. you know, it's not ideal, but it may there may be some silver linings. I think. Yeah, but uh, it occurs to me one silver lining could be the teams that we're probably going to talk about tonight that we don't expect to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like th- that bottom, like, you know, number eight, number seven, maybe number six, even if those teams aren't as good, this gives their fans something to kind of hope for, an extra game to show up. Maybe it spreads the buzz a little bit. Obviously, a big part of the mission is growing the sport in general. Yeah. Maybe that helps that a little bit. Um, maybe it generates some buzz with some teams that wouldn't have butts in the seats otherwise. But uh, mm-hmm. eight out of 11 seems really weird. It, yeah, it's definitely weird. Um, Dan from Merrimack, check the um, the Outrider chat on Facebook for me real quick. Um, well, let me jump quick. in here. Okay. Oh, go let ahead. Me go- oh, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead, Bozo. I didn't realize you wanted yeah, to say I, something. I was just waiting my turn. That's all. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go stay, ahead. Staying, uh, staying, staying muted when I'm not talking. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, anyway, right. uh, eight teams out of the playoffs is excessive. I think I just hope that they're trying to keep continuity with the number of teams in the playoffs, hoping for future expansion. Yep. I think that more rugby is always good. I'm with Diamond Dave on this one. I think we're going to have some first-round blowouts, and it could mm-hmm. get ugly. But it also provides an opportunity for upsets. You know what I mean? Those magical-type stories, uh, you sure. know, hot take. I think Nola might finally make the playoffs, and Nola might. <laughs> and who knows? Maybe they get a playoff win. It'd be uh, it'd be pretty wild. But yeah, I think it's a little excessive. Uh, but yeah, it'll just give me more fodder too for the three teams that don't make it. The grave dancing will be even sweeter. Hundred uh, percent. So I look forward to that. Hopefully, we're not Same. one of those three teams. I don't expect to be. So 
Yeah, that's not going to happen. I mean, I mean, a lot of things would have to go wrong for that to be the case. So, I mean, here, fingers crossed. But I mean, I feel pretty good about that one. I would, I would bet the uh, the mortgage that doesn't exist on that. Um, let's see here. What are your thoughts on LA better or worse than version one? And this kind of leads me into what I wanted to discuss as well. We're going to have a little roundtable discussion because that's the most recent thing that took place in terms of MLR big news. Is um, well, Bozo, what did you call them? Rugby Football Club LA, but it was an expanded uh, little, like how we used to do with New York. Do you remember what uh, you said? I can't remember exactly, but it was something like uh, Rugby Football Club Los Angeles Acorns of like the Union Co. I don't know, man. The rugby Union we already Co tried this once, man. Yeah. Like, oh, that's a rant. I'll save my rant. But. I mean, I like the colors, right? I mean, they didn't do wrong on the color scheme per se. I, I really appreciated that aspect of it, but that was Same, literally man. it. Guys, it's a dick. Like, I mean, you don't think of acorns when you think of Los Angeles. It's the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah. Very. Yeah. So strange, right? You know? Yeah. The, <laughs> so. the name is particularly bad, I think, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. considering that the Los Angeles Rugby Club is one of the older rugby clubs in the country. Yep. They've been around since 1958. Um, I can't imagine they're happy to have the MLR team have almost exactly the same name, just right. kind of moving words around and adding football. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a headache for both organizations, the mm -hmm. MLR team and the rugby team. The yep. you know you know what I mean the the USA Rugby Club team. Yes. Um, <clears throat> the biggest disappointment for me is that it's a missed opportunity to do something cool and weird. It's LA. Right. It's one of the weirdest cities in the country. It's a city that's not a huge sports city. So you mm -hmm. kind of can and almost need to do something weird, right? Yes. To capture an audience, get people talking about it. Almost anything would have been better than this. LA lights, LA heat, the, the sun rays, the waves, the LA coastal elite, like whatever you do, anything mm -hmm. <laughs> would be better than the Los Angeles yeah, you'd, you'd think with club. with all that time they had to come up with a name, you'd think that they would have, you know, come up with a name. But yeah. uh, and I, I know this style of naming is is pr pretty common in rugby and soccer clubs, but this is the United States. We're trying to grow the game here. Mm -hmm. I don't think this really serves that. Yeah. And, you know, the, the logo, it's fine. I like that acorn idea, but, you know, Phil's right. It definitely looks like the head of a penis. Like they, <laughs> they, they should have gone with something that doesn't automatically make oh, every man. viewer want to say, you know, want to call them the L.A. dickheads. Like it's just that's what they're called in my mind. I will continue to reference them as the L.A. dickheads until they, you know, if they want to change and that sort of stuff. I mean, obviously uh, that that costs a lot of money and this is a league that doesn't have a lot of revenue. But I mean, I think they missed the mark for sure. This is one of those situations where everybody hated. Well, pretty much everybody hated the previous owners branding, right? The L.A. guillotine. Everybody's like, what the what? You know, everybody that was lauded globally as a terrible, terrible idea. And so I guess the owners were like, well, I guess we can just we, we should just play this safe. Right. But they and didn't just have though. and something that looks. But the problem is that it's completely soulless. It looks yeah. strange. Um, yeah. And I just think it's a mouthful. The actual full title of the name Rugby Football Club of Los Angeles. That's too many words like I let me what? jump in here real quick, because I, I somebody I would you know, you know me, I'm delving into the comments and i was getting into it with people i can't forget i can't remember the guy's first name but it was like sheridan richards or something uh he's oh, a yeah. huge san diego guy he wears the yeah. arm cool guy but he literally had the simplest most direct answer what's one mm -hmm. of the most iconic brands in rugby period 
worldwide. The Barbarians. Yeah, uh, yes. LA yeah. Barbarians, right? Because what did the Legion always fight? Barbarians. Oh, right. right and right. who's 90 miles away from LA? Yep. San Diego. Wow. Too easy, but they blew it. I mean, I'm just saying it would have been pretty simple. You kind of yep. rip it off. And I think people would, you know, hardcore rugby fans would have been a little bit off put by that. Mm -hmm. But this is America and the brand new fans would have ate that up. For sure. Uh, you know, the, the tried and true way to go about this is the, the city or area that you represent and your mascot. Just just, you know, pick something, you know, Los Angeles Devils, you know, Los Mamas. Angeles Dodgers, Los Angeles Angels, all of that sort of stuff fits. Right. What were you saying? Uh, well, you know, we try to integrate, you know, rugby with like American culture. Well, who do you have? Who means more to LA than Kobe Bryant? Hmm. Could have been the Mambas. I mean, that's Ooh. not horrible. You might have like that. I people like that. would like that on a T-shirt, I'm sure. I mean, that. I know it's a crossover for sports, but yeah, it could have been a better na name. But you know me, I won't say anything bad about the league. <laughs> You're just happy to be that's here, soft. right, Dave? You're just happy that the league is just exists. Nothing wrong with that. All right, let's. Maybe the owners are secretly from Massachusetts, and they're like, you know, what would be great if everyone started calling them the L.A. dickheads. <laughs> yep, they they fed me the information. They were like, Phil, this would be hilarious if you just call them the dickheads, and I will. Um, all right, let's move into the actual reason why we're here. This is the beginning of the preseason, Rangers. With the release of the delayed MLR schedule, it's officially preseason as far as I'm concerned. We had our hands on one of the many versions of the schedule a while back, but obviously with the collapse of Toronto and New York, things had to be modified. It's a bit, uh, It's been a bit cold and dark and sad this offseason, but there's finally a light at the end of the tunnel, and that light is lit by a lantern. Right here, there's the lantern, you get it, of our Free Jacks, the defending MLR 2023 champions, and damn, it feels good to be able to say that. The purpose of this particular gathering of the Outriders is to discuss the Free Jacks 20, uh, excuse me, 2024 schedule, so we're going to provide our gut reaction, way too early win-loss, game-by-game predictions in this segment, and also our dream away trip, which we did last year, which was so much fun. Uh, Free Jacks fans are known around the league as a great fan base who travels well, and we can kind of thank Kenny Thompson for, for going to all of these away games every single time and being loud as hell. We appreciate him, of course. Just ask the DC Thieves fans or the Seattle fans about how well we travel and how loud we are when we're there representing on away days. I just want to go around the horn really quickly. No specific win-loss predictions right now, but what was your initial gut reaction when you guys saw the schedule for the Jacks? And we can kind of go by seniority here to my left. Uh, anybody wants to pick it up? Um, well, I think it's a it's a lot of travel. We have the most miles of anybody. There's a chunk where we go to the West Coast a lot. Mags yep. was talking about it on uh, the rugby break rugby breakdown rundown rugby rundown um, new show on the Rugby Network. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, three West Coast trips really close to back to back. Um, definitely not coddling the league champs in terms of schedule making. Yep. Um, but I like our home and away group. It's not a division, but like the teams we get both sides of. Um, I'm really happy about having Miami in that group. 
uh, and I'm really glad we get Dallas back in Quincy again this year. And that'll be a kind of a revenge game, I think. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm echoing most of the most of the stuff what Dave said. I think it's good home and away. Uh, Houston is another notable uh, home and away. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get them to open up the season. I think they're going to be a strong side this week, but specifically that it's mid-April to mid-May. So that those long road trips, April 14th out to San Diego, April 27th to LA, and May 12th out to Seattle. Uh, it's just going to be brutal for us. And I, you know, those are, I think two of those two, three teams are going to be very good. And so we could end up seeing them again in the playoff. Uh, so I just think it's tough to get out there, um, travel, you know, uh, we heard that story though from TK though how they kind of got originally last year. Remember that San Diego trip? They got derailed a little bit. Yep. So I think that they improved off that, and I, I think the team traveled well last year. I think they traveled well the year before, and I think they've been ironing that out. So I'm, that's my biggest concern is that big travel bump in there. But other than that, I think it's a solid schedule. But I think everybody kind of pays the price. To be honest with you, it's not really easy for the single table format. Correct. Well, when the the schedule came out, I was just excited to see it. Like the announcement, as you already kind of mentioned, it was significantly later than last year. So most of my reaction was just kind of relief. Like, okay, this is real. It's happening. Mm -hmm. The fixture that jumped out, of course, week 16, the Legion are coming here for the first time in their franchise history. Hell yeah. Heck of a day in Quincy. Oh, man. Um, I like the fact that we never have three road games in a row and we never have three home games in a row. I think they Mm -hmm. did a pretty good job of juggling that. We've got you know back-to-back away games just once all year, and we have back-to-back home games twice. That seems pretty pretty darn even to me. My little side note is, uh, I wish Ollie was still with the organization. I, I appreciate all the hard work and mm-hmm. planning that goes into these things, but nobody's gotten the festivals right the way Ollie Engelhart did. That guy just had the magic touch. Uh, I'm actually still secretly hoping that one day he's going to show up at a game and they end up pulling him out of the stands to play for us. It'll be like a wrestling scene. They'll be like, look, oh, that coming out of the pitch. Oh, oh my, my God, gosh. it's five foot twelve, Ollie Engelhart. Hilarious. Yeah, like an emergency goalkeeper type of situation. Yeah. Dan, you got anything? I just want to say the league did a fantastic job putting the schedule together and just uh, just a wonderful job. So big ups to MLR management. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I actually do think they'll have more losses, though, this year than last year. Okay. Um, not by many. I think they'll still be in there, but I just, I don't know. They've had a really good two seasons, <laughs> like not losing no any games. How do you how do you maintain that? My curiosity is, and you guys are probably better on this, is how were the New York players scared about the league? Because I'm wondering what kind of mm-hmm. impact that's going to have on some of these teams. I'm wondering if yep. Chicago's going to be better this year. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just think, you know, I'm not saying it's going to be a lot of losses, but maybe more than the last two two seasons. Okay. Yeah, big fan of the league is Dan from Merrimack. Big, uh, big MLR stand over here. Just happy to uh, that MLR still exists. Um, let's go ahead and jump over to yeah. I, I, before I get into the actual wins and losses, and I got mine right here, and I'll, I'll, I'll uh, mention that you know in the past this coaching staff and organization in previous years has viewed the first couple of games as kind of 
part of the preseason still. You know, this is something that they've talked to us about on this show. So, you know, Phil, what does that mean exactly? This, you know, this organization considers the, them to be preseason games because it's actually counts, right? What I mean is they're trying to tinker with stuff with rosters and still figuring stuff out. With regard to the preseason game that they're going to have in Houston, that is still going to take place. However, the opponent is going to be different based on Houston being the first um, game of the season. So they're still going to Houston, guys. I believe the date is still scheduled to be the same, but it's going to be a different opponent that shows up there in Houston to play them. So, you know, one preseason game that we're aware of, that's just not a lot to kind of gauge where your team is against MLR caliber oh my God. opponents. Is it the Austin Gill Gronies? <laughs> the Austin Gill Gronies coming out with the, the chair, the steel chair. Um, yeah, so... We're going to go around the horn right now. I'm going to start this out. I think what we're going to do after every single little thing that we go through, I'm going to switch it up and then I have uh, Dan from Merrimack go first, just like we did last year at certain points, just to make things a little bit more interesting. So <clears throat> here we go. Houston away win. Um, what do I have for that? Actually, there will be a, it'll be a difficult task, obviously for sure, but I foresee a win on the road to start the season, uh, up against the DC color scheme thieves at home. No way we lose at home against the red, white, and blue little brothers. They put up a good fight last season and they have improved for sure, but it's a dub. Uh, no playoff Nola is next at home. We have the vampire. So no way we lose at home, uh, to this team who has been a punching bag for the Free Jacks since 2021. I'll let Bozo explain the vampire stat here shortly. Um, Dallas away. I foresee another tough year for our guy, Rick Collins, down there in the Big D. Free Jacks win big in Texas. Uh, Chicago at home. A huge matchup as Chicago got a lot better in the offseason. If they can get it together, they will be a force in this league for sure. Right, Bozo? I think this game and the first game in Houston will be the closest games to the start of the season. A three-point win for the good guys. We don't lose at Fort Quincy, period. Uh, San Diego away. San Diego continues to build the best team out West. This road trip will be hell just like last season. First loss of the year for the Jacks just like last season, but it turned out to be all right in 2023. Let's hope for the best in 2024 as well. Miami at home, the mighty Free Jacks welcome new kids on the block. Miami to Fort Quincy with a good old, good old fashioned ass kicking. Not even Messi could save Miami at Fort Quincy. That is a win. LA away, another tough road trip, but I foresee this to be uh, being a dub. LA has a decent roster, but I don't, uh, I don't think they'll be able to keep up with the talent and depth of the Free Jacks. That's a win. Uh, Utah at home, the Let's Ride curse continues for Utah, and we embarrass them at Fort Quincy. Big win for the Free Jacks at home. Seattle away, this was my dream away trip last year, if you guys remember. Uh, second loss of the season with arguably the toughest road trip of them all. Going to the Pacific Northwest, we overcome. We overcame the seawall last year, but I think it's a little too tall of a mountain to climb this season away to Seattle. That is a loss. Dallas at home, almost lost to these guys at home last season. Rick Collins was about to dance through the, the, uh, the, the, the seats there at Fort Quincy. That still baffles me about how close that game was. It's a dub. Once again, we don't lose at Fort Quincy. Um, Houston at home, a tough opponent, but don't, we don't lose at home. 
So once again, the Thundercats are going to come up short against uh, the Free Jacks at Fort Quincy. That's a win. DC away. This was a fun away trip last season down there. New venue, better DC team, same result. We beat our red, white, and blue, blue little brothers once again. Now this is the big one, folks. This is the one we've all been waiting for. San Diego at home. There are so many Rangers that have been waiting for this, uh, for the Legion to march up to Fort Quincy. Per Ranger John, they've the only team that have never played at New England. Um, so this is going to be a battle for sure. Uh, San Diego continues to get better with the signings that they've made. New England wins in a nail-biter at home. Uh, Miami away. We've got the final two games here, two away trips leading up to the playoffs. Historically, New England Patriots have performed poorly down in Miami. I think that continues with the Free Jacks maybe resting players because in this format, we would like to have clinched the playoffs maybe in like week nine or uh, or some shit like that. So lost there. Um, final one here, Chicago away. Another loss to close out the regular season. Maybe resting players as well, getting these guys that have knocks, you know, a little bit of rest. Um, I expect everybody to be ready for the playoffs. Obviously, I kind of like the idea of New England flying under the radar as we radar as we head into the playoffs with two straight losses against a very very good Chicago opponent. So finally, here for my way too early prediction, I've got twelve and four with the New England Free Jacks heading into the playoffs with a solid record, but two losses at the end of the season, maybe casting some doubt about the the. Um, the old good old uh, defending champions, which is exactly where I want to be in the playoffs, a little bit under the radar. So, uh, as as we know, I love I love uh, flying under the radar. So, uh, Dave, I'll let you take it away. But I've got twelve and four for our New England Free Jacks. Go ahead. Excellent. I got to give a shout out to my man Wes, who's in the chat. Uh, what's up, Wes? Good to have you here. Um, this was fun. Uh, coming up with the win-loss, it's always weird casting the dice. Um, I think starting out away at Houston, it, I think it's tough. I think it's going to be one of the harder matches of the season, actually. Um, but I think we win it. Uh, home week two against DC, I think, is a win. Color scheme thieves are going down. Uh, week three, home against NOLA is a win. Week four, away at Dallas, that's also a win. So I think we're coming out of the gate strong. That's our first chunk of the season. We get a bye week five. Week six, we are at home against Chicago. I think that's a win for the Free Jacks. Week seven is the uh, big San Diego game. That's the game of the week, maybe the game of the season, right? I should better be getting all the promos. I hope they're going to get it on Fox or somewhere big. And I think we're going to win. I think we're going to be really focused. I think we I think we get it. I think we're going to be uh, like a missile. It's going to be a huge game. Both teams, obviously, are going to be uh, chomping at the bit. Uh, San Diego is going to want revenge, and New England is going to want to prove that it was not you know, a fluke um, or just luck or the bounce of the ball. They're going to want to show that they're the better team, and I think they're going to do it. Um, and then I think we're going to drop the home game against Miami. I think Miami are going to be pretty good. I think it's I think it's going to be a really really physical game against San Wow. Diego. I think we got to lose something eventually. And I think the game after we give, you know, empty all the tanks against San Diego is maybe the week we're going to we're going to drop a game. It's a classic letdown game is what you're saying. Yeah. 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 
um just just maybe you know uh you got to put the l somewhere right or otherwise you're calling the 16 and 0 season so this is this is the narrative i can see in the way this shakes out then we're away again to the west coast against la i think we win that match um we come home we keep the utah curse alive and well we beat them um week 11 we got away at seattle and i also have that as a loss i think it's a tough away game uh, i think it's it's pretty easy to pick out in the schedule as a loss it's the end of a long run um of weeks uh not awful tra- it's the middle of the bad travel but like it's it's just a long stretch from week five to week 12 where they're playing every week and you know it ends with that away match in seattle i think everybody's tired at that point it's pretty rough so we might lose it. Week 12 is a bye. Week 13, we host Dallas. I think that's a win. We demonstrate a much cleaner performance. That's We're all looking forward to that. We talked about that. Um, and we beat Houston the week after that. And I have us losing away at D.C. I think that D.C. are going to be much improved this year. And I think they may finally get the monkey off their back with the new england not that they've never beaten us we know that they you know they have a win way back win against the free jacks so it's not that they they've never done it but i think it's it's proven impossible for them since then and i think i think they might finally shake that loose um i think we beat san diego again when we host them and then I think we beat Miami in Miami in what will be a revenge match for us. I think it'll be very fun week 17. And then we close out the season in Chicago, which I think is another win. So for me, that leaves us at 13 and three. Incredible, incredible. I would not have predicted that loss against Miami at home. That's very interesting for sure. Um, yeah. Bozo, you're next. Listen, uh, you guys, that's that's stunning stuff. And I will be the first to tell you that I hope that both of you are way more correct than me. But if you remember from this episode last year, I went very conservative at 10 and 6. And your boy is sticking with 10 and 6. Wow. However, comma, however, comma, I'm abandoning the Chicago Hounds. They're dead to me. Don't stop with the Chicago Incredible. predictions. Incredible. Stop. Just stop with it. I don't care about it. So week one, I think that... I think that we dropped the ball going down to Houston. Uh, I've been paying attention to their pickups. I think I think the league, just like every year, is like a complete crapshoot. That's why we love this way too early. You don't know who, what team's going to gel, what team's not. But I think that Houston was a good squad last year, and I think that they've made some great additions. I, they they kind of remind me of the Free Jacks on the upswing, right? They're on the ascendancy. So I think that we dropped the, the opener to Houston, but then I think we rattle off four straight wins. So, you know, with New York and Toronto folding, we've needed another former Eastern Conference scrub to step up and be our development squad, and that's DC. So we own them. Love it. Uh, back to the, I can't remember, uh, God, the Nola stand, I believe it's now five straight wins. So after never beating Nola prior to the 2022 season, we acquire Holden Younger and we played them three times in 2022 and won all three and then played them mm-hmm. twice in 2023. So I believe we're five and oh. So I think that that, that trend continues. Uh, I don't think I'm not impressed by Nola's signing so much, but 
I don't know. You never know. I, but I think that that's a dub at home. Uh, and then Dallas is absolutely abysmal. Their own fans quit on them. They make YouTube videos about it. I don't know if you caught that. It's hilarious. Uh, you should go check it out. Uh, they're they're a little bit too fair weather for me. I'm, I'm not digging them at all. So Dallas, we, we trounce them. Uh, and uh, as you already know, I'm off the Chicago bandwagon. Uh, although I think it's cool that Chicago is coming to us again. Um, don't think we've played them at Chicago until this season. So that's going to be cool for later in the season. Uh, but I think we get the dub. And then I think that the long, the long trip out to, uh, what is it? Torero stadium or something like that for San Diego. Um, uh, it's the, pl the place where Snapdragon, the Aztecs play though. Snapdragon. There you Snapdragon. That's what it is. Yeah. So I think that we dropped to San Diego. I think it's a long, it's, you know, it's one of the longer road trips. I think it's tough. The pitch is very wide. I think they're going to be keen to get one over on us. So we dropped to San Diego on the road, which, which stinks. Uh, but, and Hey, we come back home April 20th, Miami sharks, the first two meeting between the sides. I think we take that one uh, quite easily. I think that, um, you know, Dave, uh, when on the stream, when you talk to Mason, Mason Cook about Chicago and possibly what went wrong there because they did have a strong team and he was saying that it was kind of tough for them to get together. I think that Miami suffers uh, is going to suffer probably from the same things. Uh, so I think we get the dub over Miami at home. And then I think that, uh, you know, if it wasn't for the lowly and abysmal Dallas Jackals, uh, I would be all in for hating all on LA as much as possible. But I do think that they actually finished better than the Jackals this year. I know it's not, it's not, we're not in their fandom, but I think that they're going to be better. Uh, but I think we get a win against Los Angeles. And then unfortunately, Phil, I know this breaks your heart, but I think that the Utah Warriors get it done and beat us at home. Uh, very disappointing in that prediction. But I think that, I mean, hey, they were the only team that we couldn't get revenge on last year. And I think that they're going to be too a little bit too much for us. We're going to be coming over off a to probably two blowout wins. And so I, I kind of see that, uh, I think for different reasons, uh, diamond Dave, if I remember correctly, you also picked this one as a loss. Uh, and it was like a classic kind of let, no, he didn't. I can't remember. My memory is shot already. Anyways, I, we lose to Utah at home. And then unfortunately, I think we also lose to Seattle on the road. It's the farthest. I think we have to travel. It's difficult to play out there in Seattle. The Seawolves are always have always been strong. They haven't really had, a bad year in MLR. I think their their worst year was when they got cheated into the playoffs in 2022 and ended up losing in the final. So it's like, but they still beat the only legitimate playoff team left from the West. So Seattle's a, a good club. So I think we dropped that one on the road. Uh, but then we come back and we just, you know, beat the absolute bag out of Dallas at home. I don't think that this one's unlike the 10-9 victory or whatever it was last year. I think we absolutely poop all over them. Uh, can't wait for that one. Maybe I'll try to make that game. seems like I, I'm, I might be able to. We'll see. And then I think if I remember correctly, I can't remember in my own head where I'm at, but I think we lose to Houston as well uh, at home, which is going to stink because they're, they're a good side. I think they're going to be one of the stronger ones in MLR. So you can count that as uh, they're my new Chicago, if you, if you will. <laughs> they're, my, they're my 2024 Chicago team uh on the road to old glory again they're our new farm farm system i don't care for their roster as much they've had strong rosters before and they haven't been able to pull it together they stink i think we beat them uh, i think we also beat san diego at home i think that this one is going to be marked on the calendar since april 14th i think that the loss on the road there is going to sting 
I think we're going to want revenge and we're going to be laser focused for that one. I'm pretty sure that's what Dave said too. He said, they're, we're going to be focused. I think that that one's going to be, be a big one for us. And then uh, I think we dropped to Miami in June. I think it's going to be too hot. Maybe weather's a factor down there. It's going to be tough. Um, regardless, it could be a resting situation, uh, cause you never know with these late season games, maybe the tables kind of already sorted itself out where really nothing, if there's nothing to play for, then there's nothing to play for. Right. So it's like, I think that that could also play a factor. And then I think, uh, we beat Chicago on the road and that should round it out. I think that's 10 and six. If I'm making, if I'm doing my mental math, correct. So yeah, uh, that's where I think we're at. Uh, can't wait to poop on the Dallas Jackals. You guys stink. How does the Holden Youngert move correspond with the Dougie Fife move, by the way? Have have the gold lost to us every single time since they got Dougie? Uh yes. Yes, they have. As a matter well, of yes, fact, well, yes, because it was one that? season too late, though. Because mm. Holden and Holden and Dougie played together in 2022. So it's kind of one year too late. But yeah, mm. they're 0-2 since then, since yep. the Dougie Fife trade. Okay. Just okay. real quick in terms of Bozo's picks here. I mean, very conservative with Bozo as usual, just like last year. 10 and 6 is the number that I got for you. Interestingly enough, I'm looking through it here. Two losses to Houston um, this season in the series. How about that? Now, Houston is a very, very good squad. You know, well coached. They're building something there. Let's not forget they lost in the preseason. I was down there last season for that, and, and they bullied us in that first half. So I, I expect Houston to be very good this year, but I'll let. Uh, I'll let Dave David take over. Okie dokie. Uh, I think I'm with Dave on this one. Uh, we go to Houston. I think we start the season with an L. You know, Houston were much better than I thought they would be all year last year. Every single time they won, I was like, what? Um, with our new players still trying to find chemistry in the group, the very different weather conditions they'll be experiencing. <laughs> okay, I'll be honest. Uh, I have a really hard time seeing us lose this year but i do know it's going to happen so they just seemed this seemed like a good sort of option um we play them again exactly three months later i think we end up splitting with them for the year so um back at home for old glory i see a win for our home opener fort quincy is always a tough uh, place to play for any team to visit the vibe is going to be electric i'm really looking forward to breaking up the snow pants like last year <laughs> i feel sure it's going to end up with a massive snowstorm that day that seems like a tradition um, back at, uh, still at home for Nola again, Nola, they got to show me something before I can picture them winning here. We tripled them up last February and we beat them 50 to three in May. Incredible. So they are, they remain fool's gold for me. hundred percent. Uh, Dallas, we only beat the Jackals by a point last season, but I, I think that was a poor showing by us. I expect that we'll have that in mind this time around. I expect to win by a pretty wide margin, um, back at home for Chicago. I, I still haven't seen a team that can hang with us when we're clicking. We've got a bye week to prepare for this one. Um, I imagine this is going to be another belly rub for the puppies. Wait, wait, wait. Um, <laughs> I couldn't decide between a, a belly rub or if I should say that we're going to keep them on a short leash. Was that the better option there? I think both of them were pretty good. Killer. You're, we're going <laughs> to neuter the puppies. Uh, oh, no. It was right in front of me. Damn it. Um, so, Game six, we go out to San Diego. I picked this matchup for our first loss last year. Ended up being right. Uh, I very much picture a very similar circumstance. This time, it's eight days between the Hounds and this one, so I'm sure TK is going to have a lot of plans in, you know, in place to make the travel as easy on our players as possible, but I just think this seems like a logical place to drop a, a close one. Um, 
home for Miami, people seem really excited about the Sharks team. But I think Chris already kind of said, like, it's really hard for brand new franchises. I think their trip up north is going to be too much for them. I wish them luck sort of in general, but they would need a lot of it to take us down at home. Um, then we're away to the dickheads. Um, this is the the weird chunk of the season where we play three teams in a row that we won't play a second time. The travel's brutal. We go to Southern California, all the way back home for Utah, and then as far as you can go and still face a team in the MLR, Seattle. But I, I expect a flaccid performance in L.A., a straightforward Jack's win for me in this one. Uh, home for Utah, the Warriors were one of the only teams to beat us last year, but that was in Salt Lake City, a place that kind of looks like a Dr. Seuss book if Dr. Seuss was a Mormon. I think it probably freaked out some of our players a little bit. Uh, this year, we get them at home, and I foresee another victory at Fort Quincy. Uh, we go away to Seattle. This is pegged for my last L of the year. I think the Seawolves will have circled this one after we went there and smacked them around last season. Uh, I think they're going to be a handful again this year. Home again for Dallas. The, this is the first leg of the Texas Comes to Massachusetts weeks. Uh, I think this one might end up embarrassing for the Jackals. I see us really doing a number on them. It's going to be nice out. Our guys will have fully gelled by that point in the season. It'll be a massive crowd. I see a huge win for our guys. Um, second leg of the, the Texans coming to town is the uh, Houston Thundercats. Um, I think this is where we get revenge for that opening day loss that I predicted. I don't think it's going to be easy. I think it'll be close. But give me uh, one of those patented Free Jacks games where a LaRue Milan try late makes all the difference for us. Uh, going to D.C. Old Glory, I, I don't think being away from home is going to matter much in this one. I think it'll be the same old story, same old glory. Um, their goose might already be long since cooked by June. Uh, San Diego, obviously, the game of the year Free Jacks fans. I'm very curious to see how many of those Legion fans make the trip. I expect a lot of them. Um, much like two weeks before this, I imagine it being a tight one, but give me our Free Jacks getting a single-score win. Away to Miami, we've, you know, we finished the season on the road two weeks in a row. I don't think that's going to be too bad for us unless the players are distracted by like the Miami nightlife. I feel this one is going to be a bit of a cakewalk. I think we're going to probably flip the script of who are the sharks and who are the chum. Uh, and then away to Chicago. I like the idea of finishing the year with a re uh, return trip to seat geek. I think that's going to stir up some amazing memories and propel us to another W to close out the regular season, which puts me at 13 and three for the year. Incredible. And that's a six game winning streak going into the playoffs for our free jacks. You would love to see that for sure. Um, I will note that every single outrider has predicted that we will lose uh, away to Seattle. So I'm kind of curious to see what Dan from Merrimack has to say about that. Danny boy, you are up. Before I say anything, I just want to thank uh, MLR for this beautiful, beautiful schedule. Um, it, it looks really clean, really well done. Uh, hats I need a barf bag. Get um, me a barf bag. <laughs> I, this is uh, so good. And I want to thank every team that is still here. We thank you. And I want to give a shout out to our GM, TK, for always putting together such a wonderful team. Okay. So, we, you know, our house is always in good shape. I'll get to the Love schedule. Um, game one, going to Houston. I'm also going to say that's going to start off as a loss. Um, you know, similar to last year, we lost an early game to uh, San Diego. This time will be the first game. And, uh, you know, maybe there'll be some early panic uh, in New England, like some of our other teams. 
Um, but they will quickly get back on their horse and they will play Old Glory at home. Um, and it's going to be a rough, rough day for Old Glory. It's going to be a statement game after losing game one. Then they're going to go to New Orleans. All right, New Orleans is going to come to us. Uh, get your photo ops with Dougie Fife. Good guy. Good to have him back in the area. But similar results. Um, New Orleans will lose that game. Free Jacks win that. Um, go to Dallas. Um, and uh, I predict Rick Collins uh, will be crying in the stands. But I'm going to say this game is going to be close. It's going to be close. And he's going to think, hey, we did it. We were going to beat the defending champs. And his heart is going to be absolutely shattered. Um, the go torture to of Rick Collins continues. Yeah. We, uh, yeah, that's what's going to happen there. You know, I know he's high. You know, he might be thinking, oh, the Texas Rangers won the World Series. Sorry, these are two different sports. Not happening for Dallas. Uh, go to uh, Chicago comes to us. I see that as uh, a victory. Um, then uh, go to San Diego. We will find our second loss. But I think those teams are very evenly matched. Um, at least they have been. Um, and, and we're going to lose at home. I mean, away. Then uh, we're going to have the, the Sharks. Um, I know Bunny must be very excited to have another Miami team. As we all know, she loves the Dolphins. I'm assuming she's going to have some Sharks gear on. I don't, I don't know. But um, I'm going to say the Sharks, uh, they're going to come here. And I'm going to predict a blowout there. Um, then uh, go to L.A. And I want to thank L.A. I don't care what your logo looks like. That has no, I don't care what your team name is. I'm just happy you're here. Okay, L.A.? So this Outrider is telling you, I'm not going to make any, you know, crotchal uh, statements or anything about your logo. It is what it is, but thank you for being here. But you're going to lose this game. Absolutely, you're going to lose. Um, then we're going to have Utah at home, and I think this time we will beat Utah. I think the crowd's going to be wild for that one. It's May. The weather's starting to get real nice, and it's going to be a packed house at Fort Quincy. And then we're going to go to Seattle. And S Seattle, I predict they will win that game. Matt Courtright will be beating his chest like, we're going to win this season. It's all Seattle. And they will meet again in the playoffs, and it will be a very different result. <sighs> then the Jackals, hopefully Rick comes here, and we show him a little more New England hospitality to see his team get decimated. Yet This time it will be a blowout. This time will be a blowout. Um, we'll give Rick a nice pat on the back. Say, Hey, thanks for coming. Hope safe flight home. You know, um, then we will get the revenge on, uh, Houston. I see that. Um, you know, I, this is the one where I've been a little bit on the fence about, I'd like to see a little bit of a rivalry with old glory. I don't want us to just beat the, I mean, I want to, but like for the sport, just beating the bag out of them all the time. Isn't. You know, I, I'd say for the league, I'm going to give Old Glory this one. So I think that's four losses. And then after that, we've got San Diego at home, packed house at Fort Quincy. We're going to beat them. Close game. We're going to beat the bag out of the Sharks one more time just for Bunny and the Miami and all the Miami fans. And then we're going to beat the bag. Nah, we're not going to beat the bag. Adam. We're going to beat Chicago. We're going to go into the playoffs. I got 12 and four like Phil. And again, thank you, MLR, for the schedule. Very wonderful job by all involved. 
Thank you. Just to add on to that, thank you, MLR, for existing uh, once again. Uh, but yeah, Dan from Merrimack throwing up a 12 and four, much like myself. Every single one of the outriders, all five of us, and I wonder if TK, who's the unofficial outrider, has this marked down as a loss. I'm sure he doesn't, but all of us do. That's an incredible thing. I don't know if that's ever happened before in terms of us doing way too early predictions. But, you know, looking up and down the schedule, obviously every single team is getting better. Uh, maybe not not NOLA, but, you know, it is what it is. Maybe they can, you know, kind of inch their way into the playoffs since eight teams out of 11 are making it uh, into the playoffs this year. But, you know, a very, very strong you know, other than Bozo, who typically is very, very conservative, uh, a strong showing from all of us here. Uh, Bozo, I wanted to ask you real quick: Is does obviously ten and six would make the playoffs? Where do you think we would, you know, uh, rank in terms of like one out of eight in that scenario? Any idea? Oh, ten and six will probably be good for four or five, okay. and but it don't, but it don't matter, baby. We're winning the ship. Do you really <laughs> care what the record is if we win the ship? Like, yeah, I love that. Just Doesn't get your matter, ass right? in the playoffs. I think there's this guy. Amen. I don't know. He runs this podcast. He says that all the time. So I just, we, we're going to get to the playoffs and then, yeah, we'll cool. dance on some graves. It'll be a great time. Be a good time. Uh, so, yeah, everybody's getting better. Obviously, with the folding of Toronto and New York, all of those players are getting dispersed. Some of them are free agents that are still out there. Very, very good rugby players still to be picked up by other franchises. You know, it's kind of a, a crappy situation because the Free Jacks had like 95% of their roster already assembled prior to this taking place. So we've got some good ones, obviously, uh, but there's still some good players out there that might not get on rosters this season. But the ones that were dispersed, I mean, Dylan Fawcett to Chicago is a game changer, man. Like that guy is a great player. Uh, so excited to see what he can do in the green this year for sure. But my point is, is that, you know, when you're, when you're reducing, you're, you're attracting uh, franchises, all these players going to other teams, that just it elevates the competition amongst the ones that remain. And it could be a bit difficult, as we've talked about. You know, Diamond Day pointed it out. Uh, our buddy uh, MLR Stats, uh, James, he was the one that calculated all of the miles that this is going to be for all of the teams. And the Free Jacks are number one in terms of travel um, away miles. So that's going to play a factor for sure. Now, I think our depth is very, very good, but there's still some unknowns with this franchise. Obviously, we've lost um, quite a few players. We've got 16 new guys coming in. Hopefully that mixes together. You know, that locker room culture is very, very strong with the Free Jacks. So, you know, we'll see how it all shakes out. But I, everybody's optimistic here. You know, we've got winning records all across the board. So that's very, very encouraging. Um, yeah. With that being said, let's move over. Anybody, well, before I move on, any final thoughts about the actual uh, win-loss or schedule? Yeah, if you go outside where you live now and you look to the west and you see, you can actually see Seattle's head because it's that big after we all picked them for beating us in that no match. Uh, it's visible from Boston now. Yeah, it's Rocky the, the Seawolf can hardly contain himself right now. Uh, they should have given us San Diego week two in Quincy. Mm -hmm. They should have froze the bastards. It would yep. have been a great story. Hell yeah. It would have been fun. Send the Southern California guys up to Boston to freeze week two. That, that That's my schedule note. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Would have loved that. Would have would have been great to see, you know, a blizzard for the Legion marching into a blizzard. That would have been fantastic for sure. 
Yeah, I, I like the way we used to sort of front load our away games um, mm-hmm. because of the weather. It's reasonable to expect we'll be here. So this this year we're here much earlier, and then we get those two away games to end the season. I'm not a huge fan of that. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, uh, I'm not too worried. Yeah, a lot of confidence from these uh, uh, Rangers here, the Outriders themselves, and and why not? Right, because the Free Jacks are the defending champions. We're returning so many great players, and we got a lot of depth in on this squad. So yeah, man, super excited. Let's move over to our um, uh, dream away trip. So a lot of good um, away trips on uh, par here coming up or, or um, on uh, on the, the T here. So we've got Houston, Dallas, San Diego, L.A., Seattle, D.C., Miami, and Chicago are all on the docket for the regular season away games. I know Kenny is going to uh, be going to a lot of these games. I think pretty much every single one except for maybe one of them, uh, which is awesome. Great to see all the Free Jacks fans, the expeditionary forces of the 1st Regiment that are so loud and proud uh, representing during the away days. I think L.A. is very tempting as an away trip. Miami could be more attractive if it was earlier in the season for sure. Uh, I think it, mostly it rains in June there, and it's going to be humid as hell, so I'm not I'm not putting that one down as my dream away trip. My wild, wild card dream away trip this season will be our independence crossing the pond playing Ulster's Academy team. That trip is all booked up for me. Uh, I've never been over there to the, uh, the island of um, – uh, Ireland, of course, uh, I, I'm getting into some hot water just seeing, you know, that yeah, because it's Northern Ireland, guys, if you're not aware, it's it's the UK, technically speaking. But yeah, I'm super excited about visiting Belfast, flying into Dublin, taking the train up there, going to be there for six whole days, going to be doing a lot of content for the Free Jacks and also for the Jacks Rangers show. So super excited about that. That is my dream away trip, heading up to Belfast and seeing our independents, see how well they fare against uh, the uh, Ulster Academy. Dave, what you got? Um, <clears throat> Miami, baby. New, <laughs> new team, new city, new dream away game. You got wow. beaches, music, food, mm-hmm. stay on Ocean Drive, soak up the sun, head to Little Havana for mm-hmm. some dancing. Nice. If you have time, you've got the keys, you got the Everglades. They're both right there. That's an easy pick for me. Love it. Bozo. I'm not zagging at all. I'm right here with Diamond Dave. Why not, dude? Miami. But, I mean, I don't even make it to every home game, so I'm not going to any away games. Let's just be realistic. Any away trip. If you saw me at any away Free Jacks game, that would be a miracle, absolute miracle, but it has to be Miami. I haven't even looked into what to do to there. Who cares? It's nice and warm, beaches, all that stuff. Miami, baby, that's the dream away trip. You're a fool if you don't pick it. But I'm looking forward to this zag coming up. Let's go. David Lawrence. So I felt a lot of pressure to zag this time. The king of the <laughs> zags. Like there, was, there was a lot of buildup. Uh, and I, I'm afraid I am not zagging. I said it last wow. year. I'm thinking it again. San Diego is one of the most beautiful cities in the country. Still tops my list for a dream away trip. I, I hear you guys. I, I was very close to switching to Miami. But who in the right mind goes to Florida in June? Like, uh, it's true, man. Yeah. You want to be there when it's cold here. 100%. Um, also, I don't know if you guys have been there. There's uh, in in San Diego. There's the Chuck Jones Gallery in the what do they call it? The Gas Lamp Quarter, where pretty much everything downtown is. It's a museum for Chuck Jones of you know Bugs Bunny fame, who was friends with Dr. Seuss, 
And the two of those guys used to draw each other's characters. And they, they it's a whole collection of like Dr. Seuss drawing a Chuck Jones character and vice versa. It's awesome. Like apart from the beaches and the sunshine and the palm trees and everything else, you've got stuff like that. So uh, for me, it's still San Diego. It's just such a great place. Love it. DFM, what you got? Um, so I won't be doing any fantasy trip because I'm going to WrestleMania this year. So all my, my funds are centered in, 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 in that. Sure. Um, if it wasn't a way game, if, if it's not an away game this year, but I got to say watching Utah games on TV, looks freaking amazing with the mountains in the background. So if we were playing in Utah this year, I would say Utah just to, it, 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 I don't know. I've said it on, on my show. It's like, it's, it's, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's like a cool place to play rugby. Um, but if I were to pick one and I didn't go to the championship game, I watched with Bozo in the, in the bunker. Yep. But if I, I would say Chicago, just for the sure fact that Wrigley field is on my bucket list. Yep. So it would have to be like the Cubs were in town as well. But if I were to pick Shirley on what baseball game I could also go to, if I were to be in one of these cities, then it would be Chicago to go see the Cubs. I like that pick, man, for sure. I mean, you know, Wrigley Field is iconic, almost as iconic as uh, uh, Fenway. Uh, so, yeah, that that's a good one for sure. I really enjoyed Chicago there at the championship game. You got it. For all the people out there that did not make the trip and are considering going this year to Chicago, you have to do the architectural boat tour, man. It is unreal. Um, definitely worth the money. I can't remember how much it was, but it was worth every single penny. It was gorgeous. So, yeah, uh, a lot of great picks here. Obviously, Miami, I expected that one. It's the first time the Free Jacks visit the new Miami franchise down there. I just think the weather is good. There's, there's a very good possibility that, that is going to be a pour-down, humid, real shitstorm of, of a game down there. But San Diego's uh, obviously a very, very top uh, pick uh, year-round, regardless uh, of the situation. Yeah, so I really appreciate all of these um fantastic dream away trip selections here excellent stuff so we're going to close out this segment and we're actually on time boys how about that we're not over an hour on this segment so this is a marathon guys i mean obviously the audio podcasts are going to be split up from week to week but for those that are watching right now really appreciate you watching because we've got another segment that's going to happen here in a couple minutes where we're going to be discussing even more way too early predictions and that sort of stuff. So hang in there. We've got one word. Everybody take yourself off of mute because we're going to say one word to exit this particular segment here in three, two, one. Huzzah. Huzzah.